0: Thank you. Right. So we're continuing today with the, well, we're finishing, aren't we? We're finishing the long game. It's ways to ensure that your work with, your walk with God is durable and sustainable and can go the distance. And unlike with Monopoly, where there are very definitely moments where you wish it would just hurry up and end, your walk with God is perpetual. It's durable. It can be continually life giving and nurturing and exciting. It goes on forever. Thankfully, Monopoly does not. Now, today we are looking at the part that generosity has to play in that. We're looking at both sides of it one, the way in which our generosity can be a blessing to us, and the way in which we can be a blessing to others through our generosity, but in a sustainable way. And both those things are good. Both those things are important. But as Christians, there are two polar opposite extremes that we can get sucked into that are, are not good with this concept. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to hopefully look at both of those polar opposite extremes. And, um, and then we're going to come to the narrow road in the middle where generosity is... Amazing, really, really good place to be in. So the first extreme is something, uh, something about something a little bit like this: ten dollars. Just give me ten of your dollars, and God will give you tomorrow a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars to the Thomas Gilbert Ministries. I say, I say, I say, it's foghorn leghorn that does this. I say, I say, I say, tomorrow you will be a millionaire. That's the way the gospel works. What you sow, you shall reap tenfold. Yes, yes. No. But why, why not? Why not though? Because in the, uh, in the Bible, uh, the passage that we're looking at today starts like this it starts, uh, remember this, a farmer who plants, this is 2 Corinthians. Um, 9, 6 I'm reading now, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop, yes? <laughs> so if we, uh, if we eat all our seeds, we're not going to get any more seed, oh we've got to, got to sow it, so if we give away our money, we will then get lots of money back, yes, <laughs> no, no, it's, um, okay. For one thing, it's uh, yeah. I know. I know the seed bit in there is sounds like sounds like money, and in, in a lot of ways, they do talk about money. Um, but it does save resources rather than uh, rather than that. And um, Christians don't have a magic money pot. You only have to look around the church to realise that there are plenty of um, devout amazing Christian people who walk so closely with God. And we are not, we're not millionaires. We're not giving out our money to help people. And then it just comes back magically into my bank account faster than I can give it away. But I have to hide that from the rest of the world. I don't want everyone knowing that you can do this or inflation would rise even faster. So it's not how it works. There is no, there is no easy life of plentiful wealth. And how many times did Jesus say... To to, to everybody that you have to put aside these material things, look beyond that. He said to his closest followers, indeed, you will drink from my bitter cup. And it was bitter, wasn't it? He was executed by the people that he came to save. Listening to Nathaniel talk this morning at the 9.30, he made the point, Paul was poor. He was not a wealthy man. And he suffered physically materially so we can't we can't reduce this act of generosity our relationship with God down to this just a financial transaction where we just believe that if we we give our money away we will get it paid back to us with interest like for like Because if that's the reason, if that's the only reason that we are generous, because we believe we will be repaid with interest, that is not giving generously, that is giving greedily. Now, does God provide? Yes. Are we called to be generous? Yes. But does that, the first thing, depend on the second thing? I'll read the whole passage. I want you to pay attention to the order that it says. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and the bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a harvest of generosity in you. And then... Is that man? You alright? <laughs> In Psalm 23, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. There's lots more, and it says, "My cup overflows with blessings." Now you've you've, you've probably seen it. It's this it's this sort of visual spectacle that people do at weddings or at big fancy partings, where you you put all the glasses on top of each other and you pour champagne into the top glass and it overflows and it fills out all the glasses underneath. And I don't really as an, as, a, as an image for what's going on here, I don't like the hierarchy involved in that. I kind of I prefer the idea of an ice cube tray with little ridges in, and you fill up one ice cube bit, and then it spills out, and all the rest fills up as, as well. But you get the idea. God will equip you with the resources that you need and more. Your job is to be faithful with that and more in order to bless others. Read verse 8 again. God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Now there is um, there's a problem that I guess a lot of people have with, with that kind of idea and, and I understand it completely because I feel it too. Uh, and that is that Sometimes it really doesn't feel like God has given us everything we need. Sometimes life is really hard. And it is difficult to put food on the table. For some people in some situations, it is difficult to find the time to look after yourself as well as Maybe you're caring for somebody else. Maybe it is you don't feel like you've been given the patience that you need to adequately deal with the situation and, and parent your children and whatever else it is. And I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to belittle those, those problems because they are real and we all feel it. But just to try and put it into context, we've got to remember that we are also human and that our view on what we need isn't always going to be exactly the same as what God's view on what we need is. We know things are going to be hard sometimes. The Bible does not promise an easy life. But I've seen, or I've read story after story, and I've seen in my own life, God doing things, um, things happening that don't seem adequate, at the time, but then something changes, and the perspective shifts, and oh my goodness, that was exactly what we needed. The big one, the biggest one that I can point to in recent years is, I was, I was working, uh, had a particular career path up until 2018, and I really enjoyed it, really loved it. All, all that creative work, theater and film and creativity, absolutely wonderful, and then I felt in 2018, uh, God sideswiped me into training for Uh, a completely different job that I was not thrilled with. I was not thrilled with the idea of of going from one career into another. But then just as soon as I finished the training for that career, COVID hit. And I would have been, our our family would have been absolutely drowned in the instability and the lack of money and all the rest of it in that situation. And, And moving from one career into another actually kept our head above water. Uh, George Muller is a uh, famous Christian from Bristol. If you've not heard of him, go and find the museum, go and find his grave, go read about him. Amazing work with orphans. And he says um, in loads of his stories how he he took the orphans in and he he couldn't feed them. He didn't have what he needed to, to look after them. But time and time again, as they prayed and they gave thanks the fact that God had already given them what they need, food arrived. Someone turned up with with some bread or some milk or whatever it was. And so so yes, life is hard, but I do believe that God will give you what you need always. And according to this, he will give you more. That doesn't mean it's not, uh, it's not okay to be sad or mad. Of course you can be sad and mad. Of course you can take your problems to God and tell him, I think I need this, where is it? He will listen to you. He might not always agree with you, but he will listen to you. And it's worth having that conversation. The other problem that people fall into uh, with, this, with this trap of thinking, uh, of thinking about receiving an abundant blessing is that it can be a limitation to your generosity in that uh, I will be generous once I have received my abundant blessing. Once all my resources have been filled up, once my cup is full, and then I've got some overflow, then I'll be generous with it. The truth of the matter there is, if it's all about your feelings, all about you feeling like you're comfortable, feeling like your cup is full, you will never get to the point where you're going to be generous. You've got a certain amount of money now. And you'll think, oh, if I could just have an extra hundred pounds a month, then I could do these things for my family, for my kids, for these people. But you'll get those hundred pounds a month. And it's like, right, well, I'm used to that. I need another. I need another. It's really hard to, um, to, to, to get out of that mindset where you, you need more to feel abundantly blessed. And the truth of the matter is, let's say, you are blessed now. And... Being generous is proportional. If you are only finding enough money, you're barely finding enough money for food, but you can still find a couple of coins to give to the church or to people who are worse off than you, that's being generous. A couple of coins, that's generous. It's proportional to what you have. If God has given you time, if He has blessed you, not with money, but with time and compassion, and you use that to support somebody who is emotionally struggling, that is being generous. If you don't have loads of compassion, you don't have loads of money, but you've got a skill set that you can use, and you use that to help somebody who really needs it, who is struggling, that is being generous. And when we are generous, we are blessed. God loves it. You find yourself plugged into a loving and supportive community that sustains and upholds each other. And that feeling of generosity is reciprocated. And that environment, that atmosphere is magnetic. When Sophie and I got married in this church uh, seven years ago, I had a bunch of family come who, who don't, they don't go to church. They don't know what church is like. Or if they feel like they, they know what church is like, it's you know bells and smells. And, um and nothing, nothing wrong with those things. But, but do you know what I mean? It's all very distant and judgmental, and they came here into this building with this community, and they saw the love that everybody had for each other, the generosity of time, and energy, and money, and how we loved and supported each other, and they couldn't believe it. They wanted it. They wanted to know what was going on, what made this such a wonderful, joyful building to step in before they'd even spoken to anybody. They wanted to know more about that relationship with Jesus, I mentioned at the beginning that there were, um, so there were two, two sort of extremes. So that's, that's sort of the first extreme, isn't it, that we need to sort of guard against. The, the idea that um, our blessing is going to be financial blessing, and, and we, need it, we need it, we need our material blessing before we can be generous. Or we can be generous to get lots of material blessing. That's the one extreme where there's a, a bit of a problem. But there's the other extreme as well. And I bet this applies to some of you in here, or if not you directly, you'll know someone like it. There was, um, before, I know, I know Little Britain is, and people are, you know, and, but before it was on TV, it was, it was a radio show, and there was a character on there who uh, was a little, little old lady who went to church. And all the sketches revolved around her going about her day-to-day life. And it'd be the kind of thing where she'd go in, I can't think, going for a meeting with a, with a lawyer or something, or someone, and they, someone would say to her, would you like a cup of tea? And her response would be, no, 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 no! Don't, don't waste a good tea bag on me, dear. No, you just, don't, don't even waste the good water on me, save that for the children. I'll just drink out of this dirty puddle of water over here. I'll just, I'll just go, give, save the puddle water, I'll go thirsty, it's fine. Or she'd go to sit on a, on a park bench, or go, to a, um, uh, or go to a bus stop or something, and someone would offer her a seat and say, oh, would you like to sit next to me? No, 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 t- somebody less fortunate than me might come along and needs to sit on that seat. What if there's a, a poorly puppy that needs to sit-, I'll sit on this broken glass over here? That's, that's good enough for me, I'll sit down here. Super generous, <laughs> super self-sacrificing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, that's insane, isn't it? And it's exaggerated for comic effects, it was a you know comedy radio show, but we all know people that are like that, that want to be so generous to the point that it, it ruins them, and that they actually become uh, a bit of a burden themselves, because, because they, they put themselves into such a needy state by, by being so generous. And to those people, I just want to remind you, that God is not in the business of running you into the ground. You are a child of God too. And the gifts, the blessings that he has given you, which you do have a duty to use to be generous, and to give to other people, some of that is for you. If God has blessed you with money, please use it to help those without money. But some of that money is for you to use on yourself and your family. Put food on your own table. Put your gas mask on first before you put it on everyone else. Make your generosity sustainable. If God has given you time, yes, use that time for other people. Use that time for you and your relationship with God too. He does not expect you to drain yourself dry for the benefit of everyone else. So those are kind of the the two things we we can sort of look at, I suppose. The I want, I want, take everything, take everything. And neither of those two is sustainable with generosity. You have to walk the middle road. You have to look up to look out. Accept the blessings that God has given you for you, but then be faithful with those blessings. Be faithful with those resources and be generous with them. Share what you have. We'll share with each other. That picture, you know that picture of, of, I can't remember who did it. Someone will probably remember and say it in a minute. You know, the heaven and hell picture, two identical rooms with identical banquets, and people are all trying to stuff themselves with forks that are too long and people that are using the long forks to feed other people. We all look after each other when we're generous. And if we can do that, if we can live in the overflow, use the overflow to be generous, then we are playing the long game. Father, I um, thank you for uh, everything that, that you do for us. I thank you for all the blessings that you've poured out on us. No matter how, you know, how, how different or obscure or weird they are, we recognize that you have given us all gifts and uh, talents and, and all, all sorts of different things. And I thank you for the way that that sustains us. And I thank you that you always give us something that we can give to others as well. And I thank you for the benefit that brings to our community, and I thank you for the benefit that, that brings to us in our walk with you, in our, in our actual you know, physical lives as well. I just pray that you will help us, help us to, to strike the right notes with it and to speak to us about where we are giving and where we are receiving and to get the balance right. Amen.